Hey folks, Dr. Kevin here with another episode of Straight Shot Health Talk. And this will be a quick episode on the questioning mind. And what is the questioning mind? So the questioning mind is a um, an idea I've, I've really pulled forward into a lot of my talks, a lot of the work I do particularly with physicians. Uh, and, and the whole point of it is I've, I've discovered that when I start giving talks, there's a point where people are starting, they're, they're saying, yeah, that makes sense. Particularly, I start talking about the pain triangle and how pain is like fire and there's three pieces and put together. And people are like, yeah, that starts making sense. But at some point, I start presenting information that becomes to challenging really ingrained belief systems. And once you start challenging people's beliefs, then things get kind of interesting. And you probably recognize this too. If someone challenges one of your fundamental beliefs about who you are or what you're experiencing or anything else, our first response to that is to react. Oftentimes deny, we get upset. Uh, in, in it's a, kind of an easy way to see if your beliefs are being challenged is if you are feeling upset. If you're feeling threatened or upset, you often find, you know, you start your heart starts racing, you know, blood starts boiling and things like that. And it's a really easy way to see if your beliefs are being threatened. Now, if that occurs, uh, and the reason I bring up this idea of the questioning mind is you have two responses. You either can deny or you can question. If you deny, it means you're going to stand with those belief systems so rigidly that you're not going to hear any other counterpiece. And in some ways, you're not going to be able to grow. Now, this is not saying that your beliefs are wrong. All it is is it's saying that you're not willing to face or challenge your beliefs, to even examine your own belief systems. And that can become extraordinarily entrapping. right? And if I was trying to control you, what I would say is don't question anything. Believe only me. Don't trust what anybody else says uh, because I, I would want you to not only listen to me because that way I can control you better. But with a questioning mind is if you have those beliefs come forward and you start getting upset, if you approach them with a questioning mind, instead of saying, that can't be true, Dr. Kukaro, that can't be true. You say, that can't be true, Dr. Kukaro. And if you can hear the little inflection, that's a question point on the end. What that question point allows you to do, not me, all I'm doing is presenting information to you. But when you start questioning yourself and you start saying, that can't be true, can it? Then you can go back and examine your own individual situation, the own individual things that are, that are taking place within it and make your own decisions. But if you don't even take the step of questioning, then you can't even start the part of investigating. And when this comes down to is, I don't want anybody to blindly trust anything I say, right? I am not going to walk into the room and say, you know what? You absolutely positively need this spinal fusion. Because even though the evidence is, is, is pretty crappy out there, nobody knows who does better with these surgeries for back pain. There are surgeries. It does do things for things that aren't back pain. Um, I'm not going to do that, okay? I want you to question and the reason why I want you to question is because there's so much crap out there. There are so many people saying this is the magic pill. This is the, the magic thing that has to be done. This is the magic uh, herbal supplement that was grown in the Himalayas in the magical Tibetan plateau. And if you take it, only this particular supplement, and by the way, it costs you $97 a month, and you have to take uh, three, three pills every time, so that's three bottles every month. It's ridiculous. Okay, and, and is there good stuff, though? Yes, there is absolutely good stuff out there. A little bit harder to find in the pain world, but there is some good advice out there. But to stay safe, you need to question. And assume that everyone who is talking to you, particularly when it comes to chronic pain, is full of garbage until proven otherwise. And that includes me. So I don't want you to believe me or anybody else just because we say we're experts. Just, you know, 
if, if they have a fellowship in pain like I do, or if they have had experience in teaching other doctors and things like that, if they have those credentials, I don't know if they're come from Harvard or not from Harvard or whether they, they went again, some magical mystical place in the mountains of Tibet and were told something by some guru out there. Don't just believe them because of what they, their credentials say. Don't just believe anybody just because they seem to have test data. That they have these magical case studies or they can point to little pictures of people and say that these people got better because uh, of their magic treatment here. Don't believe someone just because they have great advertising or a great website or they look slick on camera. Or they present really well. That's hard because when people present really well, we actually want to believe them more. Don't believe people just because they are on Dr. Oz or something and they talk about, you know, I have to fly in my private jet because I have this magical pain therapy or I have this, the, the magic spine Institute. And I'm going to advertise in, in planes about how we have such great results. And oh, by the way, it's only $15,000, but you know what? We're going to pick you up with a limo at the airport and drive you to your own personal, uh, uh, appointment where you get evaluated with our superstar surgeons. You know, don't just believe someone because they have books that are written in their name. Don't believe people just because again, you like them. Okay, likability is not necessarily a reason to trust anyone. Uh, does it help? Sure. Are most people that are likable good people? Yeah, but so are psychopaths. I think if I'm remembering correctly, people like Ted Bundy were extraordinarily likable, and you can see how that ended up for some people. And don't believe anyone just because they have tons of good reviews or bad reviews. I like this one because if you actually look at my reviews, I'm mixed. I have like, I don't know. I don't have a ton of them anyway, but if you look at my actual uh, like health grades or whatever, I think I'm at two and a half stars out of five or three stars out of five. And there are some very good reasons for it. Some of them are actually pretty justified. However, having seen the reviews, when I see my name and I see a list of people off to the side and I see these five star reviews and having seen the charts of those patients, I wouldn't send certainly my family member, but probably not anybody's pets or people I even dislike. I wouldn't send them to those doctors. You can't trust the reviews themselves. Okay, it's just one little process to start the process of questioning. So what can you trust? Well, who you can trust is yourself. And the other thing that you can trust is to try. So if someone says something or if I say something and I'm telling you or about how pain is an experience, by definition, an experience, and you're like, oh, that can't be true. And I say, all I want you to do is, you know what? Take your own experience of pain and start breaking it down into the three pieces of it. Identify what the sensation is. Is your pain sharp, dull, burny, achy? You know, what are those characteristics of it? Is it big, small, large? Is it uh, burning, hot? Is it lightning-like? Separate those pieces from it. The other part is pay attention to how much attention you're giving to it. When you are experiencing that sensation, how, how noticeable is it? How much attention do you pay? Are you feeling threatened by it? When you start feeling those twinges, the first thought that you have, fearful that this is going to get worse, or, oh my God, my spine must be really disintegrating, or, oh my God, my, my, this is what the doctor warned me about, and now I'm doomed, I'm, gonna be, it's, I'm getting closer and closer to that disability that he was saying that was going to happen in my future. And then that other quadrant, that emotional or the meaning component, is when you are experiencing that stuff, do you, does it automatically imply to you that your day is going to be at worse or that your life is going to be at worse or that there was, that, that this is so awful and that there's nothing that you can do, the awfulness associated with it. And just start trying to investigate each one of these pieces individually. And then start adding on other things. When you're having these experiences of pain, who else is around you? 
what else is happening? Is it on the job? Is it off the job? Is it with your family? Is it when you have your, you know, a horrible in-law comes over and all of a sudden you're noticing, man, my back started hurting about two days before Thanksgiving and I realized that John, that jerk off that Sue married is coming over and he always drives me crazy with his pompous attitude about things. When we start seeing how these other pieces fit together, because there are a huge number of pieces when we look at the experience of pain that can be put together and add and amplify and create and, and, and magnify this experience. And when we break it down and start seeing this, that's when the aha moments occur. That's when the aha moments come in and we say, ah, oh, look at that's a trigger. Oh, that's making it worse. Oh, this started on this day. Oh, you know what? When I first had knee pain is when I sprained my ankle and it was a horrible time and I was again in a bad breakup. And so when I twisted my ankle this time, you know, that was kind of the same sort of movement. Your brain remembers this stuff, by the way. And I was actually having a bad day and that maybe that was a trigger. Maybe that's what pulled up these networks in the brain that are that are created to generate these experiences of pain. Because when we understand this stuff and we start breaking it down, then we can start detangling them or disentangling them and start taking control over our own experience again. Okay, so don't trust me. Again, I said, don't, don't trust me. Don't listen to me. Don't do whatever. But what I do ask you is question, question everything, question what you've been told and then investigate for yourself. Take it, take your pain and split it apart. Split it into those components. And I guarantee you're going to be able to split it into at least three because there is that actual physical sensation part, the burning, lightning, sharp, dull, whatever, squeezing, gnawing sensation. And then there's the meaning behind it that you're gonna find, the fear, the unpleasantness, the awfulness associated with it. Oh, this I know what this means because it means the next three days are gonna be horrible or whatever. And the last part is you're gonna be able to pay that, that, that little quadrant of attention. How much, how, how does it grab your attention? How much does it consume you? How much, how threatening is it? And what else is happening around you? Who else is there, et cetera? And what you expect to occur once you felt that first twinge. And once you start disentangling it, I can almost guarantee you that if you actually spend some time going through this process, and it's usually easier to do this when you're not in a really experiencing, having a really bad experience of pain. We're talking, so not when things are really bad, but after it's over or, or when you're, you're just sort of assessing things, when you have more time to think. Uh, and you can start dividing these past episodes up. And I, I guarantee you're going to find triggers that you didn't even weren't aware of. And those triggers and those other amplifiers are going to provide you areas where you can target that can provide you benefit that have not been addressed effectively in the past. All right, folks. So that's it for today. Again, question everything. Don't trust anyone. And try for yourself. All right, folks. Till next time. Stay well.